Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, that power within you to do your deeper work in the world. I am so intrigued to have our next guest here on the show, Tatiana Bellum, who is the creator of Funnel Boards. It is the go-to system genius that big names trust when they want to beat the feeling of being overwhelmed through intelligent system design. Tatiana brings Zen to your business by creating proactive systems so you can focus on your life and your mission. Tatiana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. I'd love for you to share like how it is that you got into systems work and how do you feel that uh, people are maybe not utilizing systems to the best ability they can to make their business thrive? Well, I started off as the software development and actually I've been doing that for 20 years. And as I was working with the larger corporation, I had a few friends that were in the small business world. And uh, actually what I've started to see is the where um, all those uh, bigger companies, the corporation, they have ability to create the systems. They have either custom design software or they are using the different other platforms to uh, like systemize and automate their business and actually able to create the consistent results and where on the uh, on the smaller side of the business there's often often people either don't have oftentimes it's just like people have no idea those things even exist so this is kind of how I got into the helping small businesses to create the systems and processes and actually find the different solutions that they can utilize to make their business a lot easier and free up a lot more time in their business. Right. Well, we know we've all heard that that systems are supposed to simplify your business, but a mm-hmm. lot of times when people think about it, they think about it being a lot more complicated. So, what do you think some of the misconceptions are that people have around creating systems in their business? Well, there is actually there's it, it, it's a truth to it because it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of effort. Uh, before you actually start seeing the results. It's oftentimes, it's like, it's much easier just go and do things opposed to the creating the system and the process, how the thing's supposed to be getting done. But once you have the system in place, this is like in a few few times, you'll see that actually start going, uh, start seeing the results. So this is where the actual misconception comes in. Yes, it does take time and effort to create the systems and you will, but you will be seeing the results in uh, probably, let's say if it takes you, uh, if you are doing one task like once, it probably doesn't make sense to create the system. But if there is something that you're doing repeatedly, like let's say two, three times a week, it's probably will take you two, three weeks to actually nail down that process and create the system and possibly automate things. But in those in that time of like two, three weeks of added work, then the magic starts to happen. 
Right. So what I hear you saying is really by taking the time to do it right. And when you start systemizing the things that you're doing over and over again, Mm -hmm. that gives you the foundation of your business that it may feel a little bit slower at first, but then that actually increases your your speed and the productivity and the way that you can have more impact when you take the time to put those systems in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So it does take a little bit of effort and in the beginning, but then right. you will see that. Right. So what are the things, you know, you and I are both planners, you know, we like to be able to utilize the systems and, you know, what are some of the things that you do to consciously create your life? And, and, you know, particularly let's talk a little bit about time and what is it, what's your viewpoint on time? Well, they, for me, the time is like, I think it's like one of the most precious resources that we as the human beings have. And it's like, um, but we often find ourselves in the, either time-wasting activities or we are just spending time away. And what I think I believe is like, instead of the spending time, we should look at the time as our biggest resource that we can actually invest into things. So it's like, if um, you start looking at the time from that perspective of either you're spending it wasting it or you're investing it. It's like you will actually instantly find the different meaning for all the things uh, that you actually start doing. So this is um, where I found myself uh, is like if once I start looking at that through the that lens, specific lens, that it's become really easy, really easy to prioritize things and decide on uh, where should I spend or invest my time in. Right, right. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the things that I always talk to my clients about is like, what do you value? You know, mm-hmm. and in particular, like your calendar, when you look at your calendar, it's like what's on there is what you value and what you're actually spending your time on. So if you say, you know, you value family or self-care, but it's nowhere on your calendar and you're not investing that time in it, mm-hmm. where you may be wasting time that is not actually supporting the things that you really want to do and prioritizing those things. And I think that one of the things when it comes down to time is, you know, it's not just the time you're spending in your business, but what are you valuing in your life? Like what really is important to you and really looking at that. And so when you're you know, having some of these systems that you're talking about, you can streamline your business more, but you can also streamline your life. And so the time that you're actually doing things um, makes such a, a huge difference in how you're spending your day, the, the level of enjoyment that you're having and what your life actually looks like. So I know that as entrepreneurs, there are so many things where it can feel like we can make a couple steps forward and, and a few steps back. And you know, on the, on the journey, it's not always this straight line. You know, what are some of the things as far as how do you deal with fear? Because there's a lot of, you know, fearful things that can happen as as an entrepreneur. And what are some of your strategies uh, to maneuver that? Yeah, so definitely fear is always out there. And I think it's like the number one tool to combat the fear is like, uh, what I have is like taking the tiny, teeny action. So that helps a lot. Even if like if it, even if it's like writing things down or t- doing like just to get the momentum going is like really, really helpful for me. And I actually one of the people that I like to um, uh, go in and like go back, retreat into my comfort zone and keep doing things that I really enjoy. 
And oftentimes in business, this is not what we need to do. We need to be out there. We need to be putting ourselves. And uh, so what I find is like, I always like to play out the worst case scenario. So it's like, what what worst can happen? So once I have, once I think it's like, what would be the worst case scenario? I'll just go from there. And so I have my little step, action step is down. So one step, if one step is in, I know what, what could happen if like in the worst case scenario. And then I'll just go and start doing like what needs to be done to get, not to get the worst case scenario. And also like what's uh, been very helpful for me is like to have the support of the like-minded individuals. If you have like uh, business peers or networking group or other uh, groups that you can get support from. And uh, even if somebody is like, for example, if you are doing the Facebook Live or something, somebody can show up for you. This is also like extremely, extremely helpful. Yeah. I think it's such a powerful tool to go to worst case scenario because I think mm-hmm. that, you know, in our head, we can come up with like the most craziest solutions where we automatically go to, you know, if I do this, I'm going to be homeless, right? Mm-hmm. Or if I do this, I'm going to lose all of my money or I won't have any clients or no one will like me or just, you know, we can always in our head go to that worst case oh, scenario. Yes. Oh, yeah. And-, and we always do. <laughs> But when we jump to it and we actually mm-hmm. just already put it out and the go, okay, and then what? And, and if that does happen, and then what will we do? Mm-hmm. And when we actually face that, then it actually allows us to have more ideas that we can think through and do. Yes. I remember when, you know, when I was a police officer, you know, I would always be walking down the street and go, okay, what if somebody shoots at me or somebody jumps out? Or I would think of these worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they would happen, but I'd already worked them through in my brain so that I would be more prepared. So doing these pre-exercises to be able mm-hmm. to look at it is so important. And also I love too about, you know, reaching out for help. I mean, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that we have to do everything on our own and that we have to figure it out. And when we really get clear on who are our mentors, our coaches, our peers, those people who've already walked some of those steps, talk about saving time. I mean, there is where you can really glean that wisdom and then really build up your own arsenal of wisdom for yourself. So I think that is such a, an important thing to really build the, the not only the team, but the groups of people who, who really can support you. Yes, absolutely. It's like um, very, very important like to just like to have that support network around you. Definitely. So one of the things I always uh, like to ask my guests as well is, you know, the the environments that we create the are are so important. And I'm I'm looking at your you know your beautiful space behind you. For those who are listening, maybe not watching, you know, she's mm-hmm. got this blue sofa back there and a lively plant and the, and just the things that we have in our space can really either inspire us or take our energy away. And we feel differently in our bedroom versus our office versus our kitchen. So what is your favorite room in your home and why? Um, well, actually, I like to move around and I find that it's really great for the productivity. And yes, I do have like my that clear space around me. There's also like a space for me to do the yoga right here in the back of me. And I have my actually 12 and about eight feet of the desk space, like all on the other sides of the corner. So this is like my office setup. And um Yes, absolutely. There is different energy, uh, like in the different spaces, and we need to 
uh, be around. So there's two places like, or actually there's few places in my house that I find that like I like to be in. So the one of the, my office and then I love um, to be in the living room as well. And this is like also like where, where there's no TV, there is like, there's just a fish tank, like pretty much open space there. And I love being on the outside on the patio and I try to get there as much as possible when the weather is allowed. We are like in the Eastern United States, so it's like rains a lot and we get the seasons. But when it's nice out there, I do like to get out there and spend, spend as much time as possible. And what I find is like, uh, like changing spaces can actually increase the productivity and also like can be, uh, can get our creative juices flowing. So it's like when I feel like I'm stuck on something, sometimes I would just go in, change the location, change the something that I work on, and then come back a few minutes later to the same thing. And wow, you, like, uh, you start to get the ideas flowing and the other things stuff. Like, uh, so it's, I find that um, definitely there's a, all kind of energy about the spaces. Yeah, I love that. I love talking about the energy of space because each room can hold a different energy and what we do in that space can affect our productivity in there. One of the sayings that I love is that uh, creativity craves clarity. So where are you having the most clarity in the spaces? If you've got too many things that are distracting, it's going to take away from that. And one of the exercises I love to do for myself and for my clients is to have people walk into each room of their home and really close their eyes and see, how do you feel in that space? Like, what do you love in that space? What is taking your energy around that space? And I actually did kind of a experiment, if you will, where I was asking people about what they liked about their spaces and what they didn't. And what I found is a lot of people that were struggling in their business hated their office. Like it was the one room that they didn't like. It was the darkest room. There was the most piles. They didn't like spending time in there. And so when you think about the room that is supposed to inspire you to, you know, connect with your clients, if that is the room that is taking the most of your energy, that's not going to be in alignment with what it is that you're up to. So I love how you're talking about the, the energy of a room because that can have some really big impact in how we're being and what we're doing and that sense about movement. I love your talking about just changing your energy by moving to another room mm -hmm. and even just the act of walking, right? When you were walking, we are using different parts of our brain. We're looking at things from differently. So just even the slightest movement can really shift how we're looking at things. And then we can like from coming from a place of being stuck to now being more open to, to what things look like. So I, I love that. And again, on that walk of the entrepreneur, you know, there are times where we feel like disempowered, where it feels like things aren't working for us. And then we move through those where we can actually stand more in our power and we can feel more in, empowered. So mm -hmm. can you share like one or two times where you felt, you know, just disempowered on your entrepreneurial journey? I think it's like for me as the service provider, it's like one of the most uh, disempowering things are like trying to work with the client that they don't have, if they don't have the clear vision or uh, clear outcome of the, for even for a project that they want to achieve. So this is like, that's kind of feels like you're spinning the wheels and you're not getting to the result that you 
want to achieve. So I think this is uh, like for me personally would be probably the most disempowering thing. Right. So when they're in that place, are there certain things that you do to help them get that clarity? Or is your preference for them to find that clarity on their own and then they come work with you? How is it that you can help them move through that to help be more clear on on what they want for their results? Well, most of the time, it's like I will try to help them to get to that space and to help them to like... uh, find that realistic goal or have that clear picture of the outcome. So when I start working with the clients, I do have the uh, process like what we go from the, for the project planning perspective. So we'll uh, look at the, we'll try to get those, define those clear outcomes. So, and oftentimes it helps, but sometimes it just, uh, uh, even having that specific goal for the month project may not align to the with the where they're going to, or they're not sure where they're going to. So it's like this is a like really kind of like balancing game, and you really really need to be able. To, it's it's like you need to know where you are going to, and um, um, definitely working with the clients that know where they are going to is like extremely helpful as well. Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've found really helpful, again, for myself and for clients is to find out like, what are your values? And I think a great tool with that is Janet Atwood's, um, you know, being able to find out what is uh, your your passions, right? When you're able to mm-hmm. really find out what those things are. Then when you're looking at your business, you see what are those things aligning with? You know, What are your strengths, right? What are the things that you absolutely don't want to do and you want to delegate? And I think mm-hmm. when you get more clear on what those things are and where you ultimately want to be, then it makes it easier to reverse engineer that, put in the systems and structures because you have that clear picture of where you're going. It's kind of like, you know, if you're headed down the road and you don't have a map or GPS and you don't know where you're going, who knows where you're going to end up. Yes. So I think it's important to be able to get clear on that. And you know, I found that that is something that can be really challenging, I think, for people because if their ideas of where they're going is really vague, and, and I don't think you have to know every step because I think that there are th- things that you, you shift and change along the way and you learn as you go and you can change that. But you have to have at least what's the first step you want to go to? Like, where do you think you're headed? And so you can start getting a little bit more clear around you know what that looks like and you know, what kind of impact do you want to have? Even if you start with that, like what kind of change do you want to make in people's lives or how do you want to support people? I think it makes it a little bit easier to then be clear on on how we can help other people. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that uh, we've been looking at and exploring this year is this concept of being a positive disruptor. Like how it is that we're doing things in our lane that are positive and part of the impact that we want to have in the world. So in what ways are you being a positive disruptor in the world? Well, I believe that uh, like positive change, like any change, it's like really starts with the taking the little steps, small action. So I think it's like what we need really, really need to do is like if we are trying to make the change, we really need to look at ourselves, like look, think of the change that we want to make, and then look at ourselves. So what, uh, what uh, can we do to make that change? And for me, it's like um, what I try to do is in my business is uh, try to support other uh, service provider. 
and to make their life a little easier and also and by helping them get more time back and create the systems and processes in their business. And what I also like to do is like uh, one thing that's been helpful uh, to me and I've seen it uh, also being helpful to others is like if we can be kind to each other and also and the most important thing is like if we can be kind to ourselves because it's oftentimes it's like when we are we're like really hard on ourselves and sometimes we especially if we're trying to set us if we set like uh, very ambitious goals and there's things get in the way then we are really like beating ourselves up um, regarding the uh, fact that we maybe we didn't get to that, didn't achieve those goals or like other things like, and especially like in 2021, it's like, we, or I mean, 2020, we all had like such goals for that year. It's like, we thought it's going to be the most amazing year. And now we found ourselves in the middle of the pandemic. And I think the if we take actually that um, years, that time to reflect and be a little bit more kinder to ourselves, I think it's like we can definitely get into a way better place. Right. You know, it's a good awareness that, you know, sometimes we can be way harder on ourselves than anyone else can be, you know, around us. And one of the things that I found that was really helpful as an entrepreneur is sometimes people think that there is the road to failure and there's the road to success. Mm-hmm. And when it was brought into my attention that failure is on the way to the road to success, it's, it's the same road that the things that look like failures are actually learnings. There are how we perfect things. It's how we can make shifts. And then we can start seeing some of those successes. And then it's not like all of a sudden you attain success and then ta-da, you've arrived. There's going to be more failures. There's going to be more challenges because that is all on the same road. So when we realize that, it makes it easier when some of those challenging things happen that within ourselves we can go, oh, right, this is supposed to happen. This is mm-hmm. part of how we learn. This is part of, of what goes on in this process. So I think it's so important to incorporate you know, the systems that, that you bring to people and for people to get clear on you know, why they're here and to have some more awareness around the journey that they have. And Tatiana, I know that our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. Uh, how can they do that? Uh, well, if you can find me on the uh, social media, either on Instagram or the uh, on the, my Facebook page, if you can send me a direct message, that would be awesome. And also, if you can email me at hello at tatianabellum.com, that would be great too. So those would be the two ways you can uh, find me and um, get in touch with me. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your wisdom um, with our listeners and for you know everyone out there who are listening, you know you are part of this community. You help us grow and get positive messages out in the world. I uh, would love for you to whatever platform you're on to put in the comments, you know any questions that you have, uh, any insights that you may have gotten from this show, and to tag both uh, Tatiana and myself to uh, really be able to help answer any questions that you have. And we so so appreciate your five star ratings and subscribe and sharing because again, that's how we get positive of messages out in the world. And you are part of that message in getting it out there. So until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. 
go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.